This is another episode of the Hoop Stories Podcast. I am Bobby Hoops. Today we're going to be talking about NBA awards. Um, so <clears throat> I'll, I'll skip executive of the year on this one, by the way, because I don't, I don't really think too many people care about that anyway. Uh, so we'll go coach of the year, rookie of the year, six man, most improved player, defensive player of the year, and then finally your MVP of the 2020-2021 NBA regular season. So let's get into it. Um, Coach of the year, for me, this is simple. I think you're either going to be one of the top seeds in the Eastern or Western Conference, or you're going to be a, a team that no one saw coming. You're going to far exceed any expectations that that were had for you or your team. Um, And I think this year, the case is going to be the latter. So there's a team that I feel like no one's talking about. I've seen projections of them not making the playoffs. Um, And, you know, in, in situations where I have seen them in the playoffs and different people's projections, I see that they're usually at the very bottom of their conference. So not to say that this was an easy pick for me, um, obviously, it's it's easy to go with Frank Vogel. For me, I think that the Lakers are going to finish first in the West. You could maybe go with Steve Nash or Coach Bud out in the East, assuming one of those teams finishes uh, with the first team in the East. But for me, I kind of went with the dark horse here. Uh, I'm going to go Terry Stotts of the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I mean, people forget this team before last season was literally a, a three seed in the West. Like, this is a good team that added good pieces. Um, the returning use of Nurkic healthy, which is huge. Robert Covington was a huge, huge pickup for that team. They needed a wing defender in the worst way, and they got one. Uh, they also added to the wing with Derrick Jones Jr. Um, coming over from the Heat. Rodney Hood is returning. Obviously, Carmelo is back. I don't know. I just think this is a team that, for some reason, people people are sleeping on, but I think they'll they'll finish high in the West. So definitely be a top four seed, if not a top three seed. Um, that's that's how high I am on the Trailblazers this year. So Terry Stotts, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year. Um, had a few different guys I wanted to go with. Um, obviously, tempting to go with Lamelo. Uh, especially because of the way he's been performing in the preseason. It seems like not that he's been like off the charts as far as the way he's been playing, but it seems like they're going to build their team around him. Like LaMelo Ball is going to become the system, which I think is is great for him. Like, I mean, you look at last year, John Morant kind of did the same thing with the Grizzlies. Like they worked around him. He became the guy on that team. Um, And I think LaMelo could do the same thing in Charlotte. Um, my only problem with LaMelo is I think that at least in his first year, he's going to have some, some problems with efficiency where maybe he's shooting from the three point line around 30%, if not lower from the field shooting around 45%, if not lower, I think he'll have a ton of assists, but I also think he might have a good amount of turnovers to go with that. Um, so with all that being said, I'm going with a player who I think will have a very efficient season, um, and that's James Wiseman of the Golden State Warriors. I think that James Wiseman could not be in a more perfect place. 
Um, and it's a shame that Clay went down because that, that would have made his life even that much easier. Um, but just with Steph on the floor, James Wiseman is going to have a lot of spacing to operate on offense when they decide to play inside out. Um, he's always going to be around the glass. He'll be blocking shots on a defensive end. He'll be grabbing boards. Um, I just think it'll be very easy for him to just plug in and go. So I'm expecting a season where James Wiseman is averaging maybe around 18 and 9 or 10 rebounds a game. Um, I think I think it's going to be a, a good year for James Wiseman. I, I got him as a rookie of the year. Sixth man of the year. Um, so the thing that, that made this interesting for me and why I chose who I decided to choose, in order to be the sixth man of the year, you just have to come off the bench for at least half of the season, essentially. So this NBA season, with it being a shortened season, is going to be 72 games. So you figure someone could still be six-man of the year and play 35 or 36 games, something like that. You just you have to play. You, you can't start for more than half of the season, basically, is what it comes down to. So I think that'll play a huge factor um, in this season. I think that played a huge factor in last and in, in previous seasons with Lou Will or Manu Ginobili or these guys that are like repeat winners of the award because these guys are six men, but they play starters minutes and they find themselves in the starting lineup pretty frequently. Um, so for, for this season, six men a year, I went with Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he could win it if he came off the bench every single game this season. But I think what adds to it is the fact that, and I hope I'm wrong about this, but Kyrie Irving has not been able to stay healthy over the last two or three seasons. Um, he just hasn't been able to play seasons. He's missed time for, for various different reasons. So in my mind, Spencer Dinwiddie is probably going to start 15 to 20 games. And again, I hope I'm wrong about that, but I mean, history shows that that's, that's probably going to be the case. Um, so I think his stats will be a little bit inflated. He'll be getting some starters minutes. Um, and yeah, I, I'm going to take him at six man, of the, six man of the year for that reason. Um, plus the fact that the Nets are, are going to be a solid team this year. Most improved player. Um, really wanted to go Kyle Kuzma here. Could have went Kuzma for six man, honestly. I think Kuzma is going to have a great year. He just got paid. Um, so I'm looking... Looking for big things from him. Thought about going Christian Wood of the Houston Rockets. Um, another guy who, especially after Harden inevitably, inevitably gets traded, which I believe he will, uh, I think that Christian Wood will reap some of the benefits of that. Um, but six, or sorry, most improved player for this season, I went with Michael Porter Jr. And I went with MPJ because... I just look at it as a situation where he he showed during the during the uh, Nuggets playoff run last year that he's kind of coming into his own. He's finally been healthy. Um, he can score. He showed he can defend. He can he can rebound. Uh, I think Jeremy Grant leaving really really opens things up for him um, in that offense uh, and and just from a minute standpoint in general. So I look at Michael Porter Jr. as somebody who could you know, potentially make a case to be an all-star, have a big year, uh, similar to how Brandon Ingram kind of came onto the scene last year and 
you know, maybe maybe get around 20 points a game and, you know, hopefully can if he can get a good amount of rebounds, eight, nine rebounds a game, I think that'll definitely solidify him as a the most improved player. Defensive player of the year. This one was the easiest one for me. Um, this award is kind of boring because it's the same guys. <laughs> it's it's uh, Rudy Gobert, Kawhi, Draymond Green, Giannis, AD. Like, it seems like the same guys are always in the running for it. I expect maybe like a Bam out of bio to enter that conversation, Joel Embiid, but I mean, you get my drift. Uh, but for me, I mean, this was a no-brainer. I'm going to go with Giannis. I think his style of play just lends him to winning this award multiple times in his career. If you watch Giannis play, a lot of the time he's playing center field, just kind of just, just kind of being the safety, just kind of watching what's going on, on on the court. And he waits to see somebody go out the basket, and he just meets him there. And he'll either alter his shot, He'll force you to pass out of it, or he'll block it. Um, and to go along with that, he's also really good at playing the passing lane. So I feel like a lot of times you don't see Giannis with a tough matchup. You'll you'll typically typically see him playing center field and kind of watching what's happening around the floor. And I mean, there's not many guys who are, who are going to win if they meet Giannis at the basket. So I think that and the fact that he'll probably play more minutes this season. Um, and he did last season, just based off the simple fact that I want to say last year they played him, what, like around 32 minutes a game or something like that. Um, in the playoffs, I think that hurt them. I think that he wasn't uh, conditioned enough or used to playing heavy minutes. And I think that hurt them in the long run. So I think they'll play him a little bit more this year, uh, which only helps his case to win defensive player of the year. So I think Giannis will go back to back from that standpoint. With that being said, uh, he will not go back-to-back for MVP or three-peat um, for MVP. I, I think <laughs> as far as the NBA uh, voters are concerned, Giannis is squ- disqualified from winning MVP. Um, so my pick, which, I mean, it seems like it's uh, an unpopular pick, which is weird, but, I mean, everybody's picking Luka this year, and I love Luka. Luka's one of my favorite players in the league. He's a top 10 for sure player in the league, in my opinion, and probably higher than that. Um, but I just don't see the Dallas Mavericks being a top three or so seed. And very rarely, like you have that year that Russell Westbrook uh, averaged a triple-double the year after KD left and they gave him the MVP. But more likely than not, your MVP is going to be a top one through three seed in either of the conferences, and I just don't see Dallas as that. I see Dallas as a team that would be middle of the road if not fighting for a playoff spot. The Western Conference is obviously deep. If you look at the last few years, I mean, the seeds, like being in the playoffs and being out of the playoffs is a difference of two games a lot of times, two or three games. Like, it really is that tight, so... I just I don't I don't even have Dallas as a lock to get in. I think they will get in, but you know, I think anything could happen. So with all that being said, while I think Luca will have better stats than most folks, I just don't think that his team's success is going to lend itself um to him winning an MVP. So with that being said, I'm going with the weirdly unpopular opinion of LeBron James winning MVP this year. 
which I really have not heard a lot of people say that he's going to win, which is mind-blowing to me. But he's going to come out. He's going to average 28, 8 rebounds, 9 or 10 assists, just like he did last season. The Lakers will be the number one seed in the West. And, I mean, like, what more do you need after that? Like, I think after last season, him not getting the award and him voicing his displeasure about not receiving the MVP award, uh, coupled with the fact that no one wants to see Giannis win again. Like, we saw you win it twice and then saw you get bounced in the playoffs. So, like, how valuable are you? Um, I think some people might be thinking. Plus, there's just, like, voter fatigue. Like, they don't like to vote for the same guy over and over again. No one has won three in a row since, I think, like, Larry Bird. So, with all that being said, I'm going to go with LeBron. I think it's the easy, safe pick. I think he's... Mr. Consistent, so I expect his stat line to be as consistent as it always is. I expect the Lakers to be number one. Um, the only player that I would kind of make a case for to maybe take that from him is if KD comes back and has a great year and in a Nets finish uh, with a better record than the Lakers, which I don't see that happening personally. Um, so I'm going to go LeBron for MVP. Just to run it back, got LeBron for MVP. Giannis, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Most Improved Player. We got Michael Porter Jr., Sixth Man of the Year. We got Spencer Dinwiddie, Rookie of the Year. We got James Wiseman, Coach of the Year. We got Terry Stotts. Um, so let me know what you think. That'll be it for me, but there will be more episodes on the way as we come into the new year. Really going to start kicking things up. So appreciate the support. You'll hear from me soon.